Eternal God, our Father. Eternal God, our gracious Master. Father, thank you for being our all in all. Thank you, Lord, for being our strength in the time of sorrow. For being our strength in the time of storms. For being our strength in the time of pain and midnights. Father, here we are once again just to say thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, dear Master, for looking beyond our faults and seeing our every need. Now, Lord, now, Lord, now, Lord, speak now, Father, that your son Jesus would be glorified. Speak that these, your people, would be edified. Father, I need you now. I need you like never before. To stand in me and stand with me. To stand in front of me, stand behind me. But most of all, stand right beside me. That I may be able to proclaim your word without fear or intimidation. Have thine own way today. Thank you, Lord. Father, we can't say anything else. We'll say thank you. So, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. In Jesus' name, we pray and we ask it all. And all of God's children said together, Amen. DeAndre, thank you for that selection. Amen. Amen. Let's thank God for him. Amen. Thank you for that selection. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. God's been good to you. Give God some praise here on today. Amen. y'all might see some tears in my eyes but there's nothing wrong with a man crying wish I had a witness here amen we thank God for our musicians as well let's thank God for them and their service amen we thank God for them as well amen in the second chapter of Revelation Revelation chapter 2 and I want to look at verses 4 and 5 as we dive into these seven churches of, a of Asia Minor. And we want to start today with the church in Ephesus. We introduced it last week, but we want to start with the church in Ephesus on today. Revelation chapter 2, looking at verses 4 and 5 from the English Standard Version. And it's also on our screens as well. It says this, But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Look at verse 4. But I have this against you, 
that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, oh neighbor, with your prayers, your participation, and God's power, our pastor is going to talk about forgetting who brought you through. You may be seen forgetting who brought you through. R&B artist Brandy came out with a song entitled You Don't Know Me Like You Used To. And some of the lyrics said, how could you lie to me? After all, we've been through. It's just so sad to see me in love with you. I gave you all of me, but still it wasn't enough for you. Is this how love's supposed to be? Now I'm trying to get over you. You ain't missing me. You won't pick up the phone and call. You don't love me like you used to. Tell me what is going on. You got me standing here alone. You don't know me like you used to. Want that to sink in. Because is it true? Have we gotten to that same place in life where we don't love the Lord like we used to? Have we gotten to that place in life that we've allowed our blessings to make us not love the Lord and be faithful to God like we used to? Because you know, when you get blessed, is when you see how much you really love the Lord. It's easy to love God when the storms come. But can you still love God when he gets you out the storm and he lets you have some good days? Can you still love him the same way like you used to? Y'all gonna talk with me today? Because too often in life when we get what we've been praying for, we sometimes act like we've always been in this state of life. In other words, don't let your blessings make you forget your suffering. Don't let your blessings make you forget how good God's been to you. Is there anybody here that can say God's been good to me? But don't forget what you had to go through in order to get where you are right now. Because there's nobody in Broadway this morning that got here by yourself. I'm going to try it one more time. Nobody in here got here by yourself. Somebody helped you get to where you are. Somebody prayed for you. Somebody talked to you. Somebody got you through something. Somebody gave you rides. Nobody in here is where you are by yourself. And definitely nobody is in here by with what you got. Because all of us needed God to get where we are right now. Can I get a witness? Is there anybody here that can say, it's God and the reason I am where I am. Because God been good to me. 
The reason I'm blessed is because God's been good to me. The reason I woke up this morning is because God has been good to me. Now, if you know God has been good to you, don't allow what God gives you to make you feel like you got it by yourself and like you don't need God. No, no, no. Don't fool yourself. Everybody in here need God every day. I'm going to try this one more time. Everybody in here need God. Is anybody say, I need God every day? Not just some days, but I need God every day. Because I don't know what might come from day to day. But I know if I got God, I'm going to make it. I know if I got God, I'm going to stay. I know if I got God, I'm going to... You need God every day. But, uh-oh, don't forget. Come on, help me, brother Tim. Help me, help me, help me preach this thing, man. Don't forget how much and how much, I'm going to say it again, how much, how much, how much stuff you've been through that God got you out of. Y'all should have been happier than that. Don't forget how much stuff you've been through that God got you out. Listen, you don't live with me. I don't live with you. You don't tell me all your business. I don't tell you all mine. I'm definitely not going to. But you ought to be able to testify. I've been through so much in my life that I can testify. And I'm here today to testify that if it had not been for God on my side, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be alive. I wouldn't have because God made a way. The reason I'm shouting right now because God saw me through. The reason I still got joy in the midst of pain, in the midst of hardship, in the midst of storm is because God got me through. Don't allow the fact that you're not going through nothing right now make you forget what you've been through before because guess what? You got a day coming. You got another day coming. You got another season coming. You got another month coming. You got another year coming. Don't get so comfortable with God don't talk to God. And even as a church, Jordan, a church that forgets God is a church that will turn into a morgue. When a church forgets God, it goes from living to dead. Because when a church forgets God, the glory leaves. Because you can have a church full of people and have no glory. You can have a church full of people and the only thing we come up here is just looking at each other. And that ought, and that ought to be a word for us. Don't allow the glory to leave when you get to the house of God. The glory should still remain. The glory should still be the same. The glory should always overflow us out. Listen, we didn't come to church and look at each other. We came to praise God. I didn't come to see what you got on. I came to talk to the Lord. I don't care what somebody got to say because you you're not the final dictator of where my life is and where my life is going. When we come to the house of God, it should be about coming for Jesus. And if you ain't come for Jesus, what did you come for? You just wasting time if you ain't coming for Jesus. Because the church is not a social club. 
Some of y'all got a little quiet right there, huh? When we come to church, it ought to be about worshiping him. I like him. Talk back to me, all sirs. When we come to church, it ain't about you or me. Because guess what? Nobody in here died for the church. I'm going to try this one more again. Nobody in here died for the church. Nobody in here got nail prints in your hands. Nobody in here got a crown of thorns that they put on your head. When we come to church, we ought to, every time we get in here, ought to say, God, I just thank you that you let me make it. I know I don't deserve it. I know I'm no good. I know I sin. I know I fall short. I know I disobey. Is anybody that can say, I disobey, but God still makes a way? Is anybody here that can say, sometimes I'm not good. Sometimes I don't think good. Sometimes I don't sound good. Sometimes I don't speak right. Sometimes I don't do everything I'm supposed to do. And God knows every now and again, sometimes I may show up. And guess what? I may show up a little tipsy. I may show up after I've taken a little puff up, puff up gear. But the Lord still let me make it anyway. Don't you think you ought to shout? Don't you think you ought to praise? Don't you think you ought to rejoice? Today, because guess what? You don't know like I know what the law. 
Let me go ahead and do, let me get through this right quick. This city of Ephesus was known in Asia as the most well-known city of all time. It had great temples, had a temple dedicated to Artemis. It was one of the seven wonders of the world. This city known as Ephesus was a Greek Roman mystery cult region and there was said to have been charms that were sold for good luck. Now, Paul, Timothy, Aquila, and Priscilla, it is said in Acts chapter 18 and Acts chapter 19 that they formed this church in Ephesus. Y'all going to talk to me just for a little bit? Ephesus had a population of 250,000 to 300,000, according to early church tradition. But this church was called the Loveless Church. It was one of the richest cities in all the world. And guess what? This is something else about Ephesus. It was a center of trade and travel. Its people were proud of the city. And they had this temple of Artemis, who was also known as Diana, because they worshipped the source of fertility and abundance. And it was said that this statue of Artemis was known for her breasts. These are the kind of things that was going on in Ephesus. But now in the first three verses, God has said, I know your works. I know your tribulations. I know your tests. And I know you've been patient. Because, you know, a church that can't be tested is a church that can't never go nowhere. But the thing is, a lot of times the tests don't come from the outside. They come from the inside. Because there's always some folk in church that always gotta cause problems for no reason. Oh, now y'all getting quiet, huh? Go ahead and shout the same way you did just a few minutes ago. Cause there's always some people who show up to God's house and don't show up for the right reason. They show up to cause problems. They show up to cause drama. They show up to cause mess. They'll never show up for Jesus. It's about them and guess what? The church ain't about you cause you ain't died for the church. The church ain't about you. It don't matter how long you've been here. It don't matter how much money you gave. Guess what? When you die, somebody gonna give some money too. When you die, we gonna call your name. We gonna roll you down here. And we gonna roll you out of here. Nobody in here ever ought to think that the church can't go on without you. Yes, it can. And I said, because somebody else won't say, you better be careful how you treat some folk in church. They'll be glad that you're gone. Oh, now y'all want to be quiet again. But now in this text, God says, I got one thing against you. You forgot your first love. Oh, because a church without Jesus should never be open. Have we forgotten Jesus? Because we got so comfortable with what he gave us. More or more than that, have we forgotten Jesus because we got too comfortable with Jesus? In other words, you can't live any kind of way and expect the Lord not to deal with you. 
I'm going to try that one more time. You can't live any kind of way and expect God not to deal with you. You better be careful how you live. You better be careful what you do. You better be careful what you say. You can fool me and I can fool you, but can't nobody fool God. And don't think God ain't watching what you doing. Don't think God don't know what you plotting. Don't think God don't know what you scheming. You better be careful how you live because at the end of the day, God don't have the final say. But also, it's the church at Ephesus. Now, this church, we know what it's about. But now, Jesus says, you forgot how you got here. Because <laughs> if the church forgets Jesus, that's a church that now is turned into an idolatry spot. So now, have we forgotten Jesus? I hope not. But not just the church in your personal life. Where does Jesus fit? Because real love knows how to stay committed when times ain't always good. See, the reason some people can never have real love because they leave too quick. You can't just have real love when it's good. You got to be able to have real love when it's not good. You got to know how to persevere when you don't always agree, when you don't always see eye to eye. Too often people just want it their way, and when they don't get their way, they got to have an attitude. They got to roll their eyes. They got to act like all mean. Got to act all evil. Got to act all cantankerous. Guess what? Don't somebody, you better stop dealing with folks' drama, and you better stop dealing with people who can't appreciate you, but the only thing they can do for you is just cause you more mess. Because ain't it interesting? Have we forgotten our first love? Oh, I ain't want to go here, but now I'm here now. That's problem with relationships now. Some folks done forgot their first love. They don't talk to you the same way like they used to. They don't treat you the same way like they used to. They don't take you out to eat the same way like they used to. It's like the fire went out. Listen, it don't matter how young or old you are. Husbands, don't let the fire go out on your wife and wife. Don't let the fire go out on your husband. The same fire you had when y'all was dating ought to be the same fire you got when you married. I know that he get on your nerve. Guess what? You get on his too. So y'all just get in there together, work it out, and keep the fire going. supposed to go here, but I'm going to just say it. Sisters, it ain't always the brothers that's the problem. Sometimes y'all the problem. If you learn sometimes to just be patient, if you learn sometimes to stop talking, and sometimes just listen, instead of always trying to have the last word, you might understand and see you ain't always right neither. Y'all didn't like that, huh? I know I, I saw some of y'all's reaction when I said that. Because some of y'all was all amen, Pastor. Then he said, hold on, Pastor. <laughs> I don't see, I saw. But let's just call it what it is. Sometimes the sisters ain't always right.
You want to talk some more? I'll be right up there at the church. Because have we forgotten our first love? Not only have we forgotten Jesus, but when we look at us, have we forgotten our first love? And let me just say this as well. Don't let nobody manipulate you in being with them. Y'all ain't like that either, huh? But I'm going to say it anyway. Because too often, people would rather be disrespected and be with somebody because they don't want to be alone. You better learn how to love yourself and you better learn how to love the person God made you. But if you got to be with somebody who's always disrespectful, always cantankerous, can't never tell you thank you, can't never show you no appreciation, you might need to just say hit the road, Jack. And don't come back no more. But guess what? Nobody can ever grow posting on Facebook. Oh, got quiet there too. If you go have real maturity, real maturity knows how to be an adult and say, let's talk about this one-on-one instead of putting all my business out there for everybody to see. Listen, stop complaining because everybody knows your business when you invited everybody to your house. If you don't want people in your house, stop opening up the door to let them in your house. Learn how to put your business between that you, that Church. 
can I get a witness here? Because Jesus never discriminated. I don't care who come to church as long as they come. Some of y'all ain't saying nothing. See, that's the problem with the church right there. We want people to come in a certain way. We want them to sing a certain way. We want them to dress a certain way. Well, guess what? You ain't always look good either. You ain't always dress good either. You done had some messed up stuff too. You ain't always went to Walmart with your Sunday best. Somebody done had a little house gown on. You done had a little bonnet on. You done had some hole in your jeans. You done had some hole in your sneakers. Don't you come in God's house just because you got a little something on today and act like you always got it all together. You a mess up too. We all some mess ups in here. What happened? How did we 
get so far off. Can I tell you another one how we got far off? I'm in the text now because we forgot something. We forgot Jesus. This church forgot Jesus. Can I tell you something else? The worst thing that happened to the body of Christ when we started giving people titles. You give a person a little title, they're going to take that too far. Now you can't tell them nothing. Now they know it all. Oh yeah? yeah. Give, give a little title. You're gonna see a whole nother side. Oh, and please, whatever you do, don't forget about their annual day. If you want to see some hell in church, forget somebody's annual day. Oh, some of y'all ain't saying nothing. I must have forgot y'all's annual day. I'm sorry. Because what happens, sometimes as the church, we give more attention to man things than God things. Have we forgotten Jesus because we got so full of ourselves? Have we forgotten? Because we have gotten so much. And Broadway, understand, God don't have to give Broadway nothing. God can take Broadway down right now if he wants to. If we're going to be a church of the Lord, then it's got to be God's way, not our way. And it got to start with the Bible. Is it right? But look, look at the text. But I have this against you. You've abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, where you've fallen. Jesus says, repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. If we don't repent, God's going to turn the lights off. See, this word repent in the Greek means to change one's mind. And not just as the church. Family, and you and your own personal walk with God, you need to repent. Repentance is being sorrowful and changing your behavior. But repentance is not just saying, well, God, I'm sorry, and I'm still going to do what I want to do. That ain't repentance. It's like this. Parents, those in here, those who are watching, if you tell your child today, clean up their room, and they don't clean it up, then they say, I'm sorry. But if they don't clean it up, and the reason they don't clean up is, if you have started a precedent where they can basically do what they want to do, and they don't get disciplined because you still going to give them what they want, they'll never really repent. Okay. Adults in here. If God tells you to approach somebody and tell them, I'm sorry. Oh, y'all don't like saying I'm sorry. If God tells you to tell somebody, I'm sorry, and you don't do it, you disobeyed him. 
if God is telling you today that you need to go apologize to somebody, but you don't do it, you disobeyed him. But this is where it gets messed up. One minute we don't want to do what God tells us to do. Then the next minute we want to be the main one shouting. Listen, just because somebody shout loud don't mean they got the Holy Spirit. Have we forgot our first love? Bro, I'm about to get out of here. I know, I, 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 I'm about to get out of here. I'm feeling pretty good, but I'm about to get out of here. Have we forgotten Jesus? Because when the Lord has given us what we prayed for, what we prayed for took us away from the house of God. Have we put our own personal things ahead of God to where now on Sundays we make church an option? We make church an option, but option, but we don't make work an option. Because God can take your job today. God can let your job go into the red and bankrupt today. But why do we treat God like he's second class? Because when we were struggling, we came to church. But now God puts a little money in our pockets. We don't come like we used to. Have we forgotten our first love? Have we forgotten Jesus? Because we fall too much in love with the world. Have we fallen too much in love with culture that we forgot Jesus? But when did Jesus ever fall out of love with you? Somebody in here ought to be glad Jesus don't treat us like we treat him. Is there anybody here that can be honest and say, sometimes I don't treat the Lord right? Sometimes I'm not always faithful. Sometimes I don't always come when I should. I said when I should. Because see, the Lord knows when your body's hurting. The Lord knows what you're dealing with at home. But it's sometimes when I should come and I don't come, but then I expect God to wait on me hand and foot. But on the flip side, family, one thing we can't do is judge people based on their church attendance. Because you aren't God. Nobody in here is God. Because really, if we want to be honest, some people that come to church still act the same way when church is over. Some folks been coming to church all their life and 
is still just as mean, still just as mean and cold. They still cuss all the time. They still lie all the time. They still backbite all the time. How you gonna judge somebody else when you done heard all this preaching your whole life and you still acting the same way? I wish I had a witness here. Come on, help me. Have we forgotten our first love? But Jesus, this is what I love about Jesus. Is there anybody here that's like me that can be honest and say, I'm glad Jesus will give me another chance. when you look at this text, Jesus is giving them another chance. He says, repent. But if you don't repent, the light's coming off. Is there anybody here that can say, sometimes my lights have been cut off because I didn't repent. You can never improve in life if you never take ownership of your own mistakes. Listen, everything that has happened to you, you can't always blame everybody else. Some stuff you got to take ownership of. I know get I, I, I knew some people weren't gonna like that either. Why? Because if I had to take ownership of it, I gotta admit I was wrong. But wouldn't the church be a whole lot better if people could just say I was wrong? Sometimes I'm wrong. It ain't nobody else but me. I should have been, I should, I should, I should have been quiet. Oh, and Broadway, I got to get out of here, but I gotta tell us this too. Stop repeating stuff you don't know about. what you don't know. Just because somebody said it don't mean it's true. What breaks up a church is there's too many rumors going on about stuff that you shouldn't be repeating. If you didn't see it yourself, how do you know that's the truth? The one that told you may have been the one that did it. Some people want to report rumors, want to report
I told you I just lost my grandma, but my grandma used to always say, and she used to always say, I'm just blessed. She would say all the time, she would say, Chris, I'm blessed. I didn't really understand what she meant as a kid, but when you get a little older and start living, you realize it's just good to be blessed. Wifey, when you can just wake up in the morning and just say, thank you, Lord, you're blessed. Sister Erica, when you can just eat a little food and have a little food on the table, you can say, I'm blessed. Ivana, when you can just get in your car and drive and make it to your destination safely, you can say, I'm blessed. Sister Yolanda, Sister Natasha, when you can just be at work and don't nobody do anything crazy at work, you can just say, I'm blessed. Deacon Larry, when you can go to Walmart and you get out of Walmart safely without shooting, you can say, I'm blessed. Because you know, in Jacksonville just yesterday, there was a white man at a Dollar General who gave a hate crime and shot three black people. But is there anybody say, when I can just get to the store and get back home, I'm blessed. And guess what? Every day I wake up is another day for me to get it right with God. Is there anybody like me that can say, you know what? I sin and fall short. I mess up and I fall down sometimes. But guess what? It ain't always Satan's fault. Sometimes it's my fault. Sometimes I'm not as holy as I should be. Sometimes I'm not as righteous as I should be. Sometimes I don't always go in the right direction. But I'm so glad that God will give me another chance. Is there anybody in here that can say I'm glad that God will give me another chance? Is there anybody in here that can say, you know what, God, I know I should have obeyed you when you told me, but I just had to have it my way. But then, when I fell down, the Lord picked me up. Can I get a witness here? Because you do Are the same one that turned their back on you. Is there anybody here that can say some people in my life have turned their back on me? They said I can count on them. They said they loved me. They said they cared about me. But then when I fell, they were nowhere to be found. But I wish I had somebody that can testify that when I fall, there's somebody that'll pick me up when I fall. There's somebody that'll still walk with me when I fall. There's somebody that'll still talk with me when I fall. There's somebody that'll hold me in the Testify that I am, I am, I am a sinner. 
Better in your church, cause when I repent, the love. 